You are listening to the Big Stick Energy Podcast, where two friends talk news, happenings, and nuances of their favorite sports and favorite teams. We're talking the Philadelphia Phillies and the Philadelphia Flyers. Welcome one, welcome all to whatever it is we're doing now. Fuck, Foxville, Pennsylvania, a.k.a. Philadelphia Baseball. We're your hosts. <laughs> I'm Jim. I'm Eric. Reluctantly. <laughs> and this is episode four of our Big Stick Energy podcast. Uh, really excited to dive into the Phillies after a, uh, let's say, warm week. Does my face exude confidence right now? <laughs> Honestly, I can't get a good reading of what you're thinking right now. It's panic. <laughs> Sorrow and we're, panic. We're in panic mode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, uh, I mean, the, the Mets are the hottest team in baseball right now. The Nationals aren't losing any ground the Braves keep winning this it's is just, a complete 180 of how we, just we lo- were last week we just lost to uh, a terrible team and then a team that should have sold at the deadline and uh, they're right behind us in the standings so that's cool go, go Phillies we're a Phillies and Flyers podcast by the way <laughs> Not a yeah, depression we really, podcast. We really, yeah, we really dove into it, but honestly, I've been waiting for this whole week just to hear your thoughts of what's going on. Because, boy, oh boy, has not, it not completely great. shifted. Not great. Um, well, I think this week I want you to just get right into Phillies because, considering, I think at this point the Flyers are actually just spiting me because <laughs> they don't want to do anything, Eric. They, they they know that they're giving the uh, the Phillies the floor to uh, kind of just shit the brick here. Um, <coughs> yeah, it hasn't been too. I mean, it hasn't been bad at least with the Flyers. There's no bad, no good. There's just nothing. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best news. Yeah, uh, honestly, I haven't been stressing out about anything with the Flyers. But um, yeah, I'm starting to get back into football and all that kind of stuff. Not, not that I'm abandoning ship on the Phillies. I'm still going to watch the games. I'm still going to. Well, I'd hope so because uh, I mean, you abandon, we, we lose about 97% of our <laughs> topic. But, you know, they're still in a wild card, so there's there's that tidbit of information. <laughs> yes. However long we're going to hold on yeah, to it. Yeah, I was but. looking at that the other day. Weirdly enough, with everything that's gone down, they are still somehow, some way in the mix. And honestly, they're in the mix. Like they're not like that team where it's like ah, they're in the mix. But they're all it takes is them to kind of like they're like the Phillies are like the the shit that you're able to scrape off your shoe, and the rest of the NL is the stuff that's stuck on there. <laughs> that's that's my hot take for the whole. Episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with everyone and say that we are indeed editing out this long pause. Of Jim trying to come up with an analogy and coming straight to dog shit. <laughs> this is what the Phillies have done to him. I can see in his eyes there is complete darkness. There's no, there, it's like a tunnel. What are you talking about? There's happy times going on over here in Pennsylvania. Philadelphia baseball. Uh, it's fun. Wow. Well, you should, you know, I could probably, beat, I could, yeah, we're beating around the bush here. You should just 
get into As you your just feelings get into it. Just, you know, just you, get into it. I'll be your therapist in terms of getting you to articulate how you're feeling. I'm just upset. I'm upset that Why are you they, upset? they've had the opportunities to win. I There was a tweet the other day that it was, I think, I forget who sent it out. Uh, I think it might have been Michael Barkan. Um, I saw that. It was the one that you Oh, no, it was Johnny Heller. I don't oh, know who I that is. I thought you were going to talk about Michael Barkan. Was it the He one? did tweet something today. I'll get into the, that in yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I read that one. I but, was like, um, oh, baby. This was shocking to me. Uh, the Phillies' rankings in ERA since July 19th are basically they're the third best pitching staff in in the NL <laughs> since since July 19th. You yet be, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> they're only nine and nine. <laughs> That's great. Hitting 500 on third on basically a third best. Uh, Starting, starting pitching wise, that's we're not capitalizing. Our bullpen sucks, and our, our we can't hit for we can't hit with runners in scoring position for anything. Is I can't it dumpster fire material yet? No. Are we almost at, now? You know what? Because we're not as, a dumpster fire. As, because as cliche as it is, <laughs> we have Bryce Harper. We have it? Bryce Harper, but you know, like if we were a dumpster fire, we'd be at the bottom of the standings right now. There's like make there's nine other dumpster fires that are in the actually, in the NL that we need you know, to worry the theme about. Of this, the theme of the beginning of this episode seems to be analogies, which that we've been trying to figure out. Want to know the best analogy I can make for the Phillies right now? What is it? They're the Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> See, they stick around the entire fucking season. They kind of, you know. They'll dip their toe back in the pool, and they'll pull it out real quick, dip back in, pull it out. They'll stay out of the pool. They'll dip back in, and you'll think, oh, my God, wait, they're going to go in. And all of a sudden, then they come back, nope. and then they somehow fall in the pool, and then they get absolutely shit-housed in the shit-housed? playoffs. Yeah. You like that word, don't you? Yeah. And then they're going to they're gonna make it to the playoffs. I'm telling you, they're gonna get that wild card spot, and they're gonna lose like fucking ten nothing in the wild card game, and then it's gonna absolutely break your heart. It's gonna but break your heart, and then the Flyers uh, are gonna start, and, and then the management's gonna be like, "Yeah, we made the playoffs. We're a playoff team. We're not gonna do anything to fix it." And then all <laughs> of a sudden, then that'll happen. But then the Flyers will start, and then it'll just be a fucking repeat. <laughs> but now I'm hey. kidding. No, we're gonna win. Claude's gonna no, carry we're, that. We're gonna team. win. We're gonna win. The way, positive vibes towards the Flyers. This is about the Phillies right now because it's been, it's been damn near <coughs> like a really disappointing season. I mean, there's still enough left that it could be somewhat of a success, but it's been a it's been a journey at least. It's been one hell of a journey so far. There's the better half of August and an entire month of September still to play. Being positive here, but on the negative side. There's they a, are. They are one the of, of August and September to play. They are one of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm gonna say nine teams within striking distance of the NL wild card. So, and that's not even counting the the cut the Cubs, who are only in the lead in their division by two games. So. It's really a ten-team race for the wild card right now. I'm gonna. I'm basically just gonna. I'm gonna give the division to the Braves and the Dodgers. Like that's just gonna happen. I don't think any team's gonna pull together. I certainly don't think the Mets, who are only a half a game out of the wild card, 
when they when oh my god that's fucking terrible that's fucking terrible you anyhow look, you look like uh, the father of a newborn child that's, who hasn't had sleep in <laughs> 10 days right now you, i i see nothing in you there's no more like a father of a child that showed promise and then fucking shit the bed every night <laughs> Oh shit! Um, this is gonna be a fun episode, everyone. <laughs> so you listen to the whole thing. We're getting the E next to our podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll I'll kind of get into it. So the Phillies had a abysmal series against the White Sox. They lost the first game three to th- or four to three. They lost this, or no, they won the second. No, they game. won the second game. Won the second game, thirty-two, and then they lost the 30, third game, ten, fi- ten to five. Five to ten, ten to five. It's all the five same. To ten, we ten to sucked. Five. Jesus, and then, then we, uh, okay. then we played the Arizona, Arizona team, the Diamondbacks. <laughs> well, we we, we started attempted, out. We attempted to play them. Yeah, the the first game was actually very nice. It was. It was. It made me very hopeful, especially after that White Sox series. And then they just. Velasquez pitched. Yeah, he had a very good game. He's but actually had a couple, seven innings. He had a couple good games. He has. He's got like a two something ERA in his last uh, five starts. I but think. um, that uh, second game <laughs> <laughs> with uh. There's yeah. just no fun after after that Monday game. It was just very... Wait, was it Velasquez who... What? Velasquez, he pitched... In the first game? Was it him? No, it wasn't him. Eh, who gives a fuck, right? (laughs) Oh, no, it was Velasquez. Yeah. All right. We're good. I just wanted to clarify for everyone. We, you know, we're very statistically and... Not really. We're just... We're just we are in no way professionals at we this. Are, we are. We're just a bunch of baboons. Hopefully, we'll, we'll kind of learn our uh, learn our place. <laughs> we are learn your place. All right, just let's let's just. Trash. All right, look, we, we lost. We lost a lot of games. We here. lost. We lost four four games. Only one four two. Four games that we should have won. Four games that we should have won to two teams that are just bad. Not the same. <laughs> League is us. But are we? Are they really? Are we? Are they worse than us? If we just got <laughs> crushed by them, <laughs> it's just not a fun time. Uh, it in the White Sox game, they went to extra innings in the uh, second game of the series. Or no, that was the first game. First game, they went extra innings, and uh, just there was no energy on the field. I mean, yeah, there's no energy when you're not hitting. But just the way the team was approaching their bats, the way that it just seemed lifeless and un—it was just unprofessional baseball. No one was actually—it looked like no one was trying. Do you? They didn't know what they were doing. I mean, we're going to get into this probably mm-hmm. in terms of like Kapler and everything because I know that the topic. I, but I don't have a quarrel with but Gabe. Do Kapler. you think the team Only could potentially be? Oh, not giving up on him, but maybe starting to kind of like there's like seeds of doubt that are kind of. Well, what can Kapler do with the team that he has right now? He's got well, you have he's to, got a three hundred million dollar hitter that's not hitting. Well, you have he's to, got a cleanup hitter that can't hit in base 
That can't hit in guys on. That can't clean. That can't clean. He can't clean. Do you think he's not Mister Clean? Well, do you think right maybe, now? Maybe anyway, not, maybe not him. Real Muto. Do you think he's, the team's maybe given up, up because they just lost faith in the pitching staff? Do you think maybe they just they're the third best <laughs> pitching staff for the last half a month? <laughs> I don't know why they would give up. It's a bullpen that's just getting crushed, not giving up the runs. I mean, the only quarrel I have with Gabe Kapler is him bringing in friggin' Juan Nicasio in a game. Like, they win that first game of that Chicago series if Juan Nicasio isn't in to pitch, giving up those runs. They won that game if they put any other pitcher in other than him. He's the worst pitcher they have, and they put him in in pretty much a safe situation. I don't understand that. Like, I don't care if the other guys are tired or what. There's still a better option than Juan Nicasio. Uh, someone tweeted on, I think it was last night's game, it looked like Juan Nicasio was hurt, and Gabe just left him out there. <laughs> and he asked, why, why would you leave Juan Nicasio in hurt? I'm like, there's really no difference between him being hurt and being healthy. He still sucks. <laughs> We've He's just terrible. There's nothing good about him or any of his pitching. He has no track record of being good. I would I, I want to take a chance on a on a bullpen arm that's not proven, like J.D. Hammer or uh, f- freaking anyone. I'll take anyone other than Juan so Nicasio. We Nicasio. got a guy named J.D. Hammer. J.D. Hammer. <laughs> and he's and not he playing? And he doesn't come out to hammer time. It's very upsetting. But he's not playing right now. He's in the minors. They name, sent him down. They sent him down. A name like he that wasn't though? doing great. He wasn't I don't doing care. great. Yeah. A name like that. You know how many jerseys that would sell with just big old hammer on the back? It's hammer time. What number is he? I don't know. I forget. <laughs> Anyhow, I'll take a, I'll take a shot on JD Hammer over Juan Nicasio, who has never improved his game. He's not a good pitcher. He needs to be off of this roster, along with. Friggin' Andrew Knapp, who somehow miraculously has been hitting the last couple of games, being the he's he's been the most clutch hitter on this team, and he sucks. Where does that leave the rest of our team? <laughs> like, you you got Bryce Harper who's not hitting. What the hell is John Maley doing? You got Reese Hoskins who's not hitting with runners in scoring position. What the hell? What is? the hell is John Maley doing? <laughs> that could be a whole segment of just. He's got Scott Kingery trying too too hard. Scott Kingery is just a see ball, hit ball kind of player. <laughs> what is John Maley doing? <laughs> All right, everyone, we'd like to announce the name of our pod, our new podcast. What the hell is John Maley doing? He sucks. He's. I looked at the stats. The Phillies have improved their offense since last year. But, like, a marginal difference, whereas other offenses are statistically significantly better off than they were last year. Like the Nationals, the I think I'm pretty sure the Mets do. The Braves improved. Our whole division is improving, and we are marginally better, even though we added Bryce Harper, JT Real Muto, Scott Kingery's hitting. Gene Segura. I'm not saying that I don't like those players, but there's something wrong either in the clubhouse or in the coaching staff. I'm not saying it's Gabe Kapler, 
because I think he's just been given. He's doing the best he can with what he has. He's trying to make fire out of water. It's like, <laughs> it, like the the relief pitching. Yeah, I, have, I keep I keep bringing we have up eight Kapler. injuries. We I have keep eight injuries. Kapler to you, but like I also am one of those people who. I've always liked him. He's a nice guy. He's he cares think, about this team. He wants to win. He just he does. There's, there's so much a coach. People forget. Yes, the coach is always the scapegoat to blame, and I know that as someone who's gone through a carousel of coaches with my respective team. But at the same time, when you're given, when you are given next, not next to nothing, but when you're with certain things, certain elements of your team, and there's so much you can do. Mm-hmm. You have to take a look at the bigger picture. Yeah, I don't think Clentac did the best he could in terms of improving the team at the deadline. That like, yes, there wasn't anything there, maybe, but I wanted him to do something. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but uh, I think he could have maybe threw up some type of pitch. What? All right, that was a really bad pun. Um, I just <laughs> what did you just try to do there? <laughs> I tried to, I tried to make a baseball pun. It didn't didn't come out as great as I thought it sounded in my head. But I do think that Clintech did. He, yes, he got the big free agents in the off season, but he didn't necessarily fill as many holes as he. All right, I'm going nowhere with this. I don't know what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I see what you're trying to say. Like, you you think that Clintac could have made better moves as far as at least improving the deadline. I think improving what we needed. Obviously, right? in free agency, he he did a bang up job because he got the best free agent and he yeah and he made a ton of trades for. Did he really though? Because Manny Machado is doing better than Bryce Harper. Freddie Galvis is doing better than Bryce All right, Harper. We're not going to get started on that. <laughs> I'm not. Are we? I'm not. I'm not. You I sound do like, like Bryce Harper. Like Bryce Harper is overrated. I love Bryce Harper. I. Really, I, I'm just I'm upset that either the Phillies are wasting his talent right now, or he need he needs assistance from our hitting coach, fucking John Maley. What does he even do? <laughs> what does he even do? On he- next week, what the fuck are you doing, John Maley? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really hate that guy. He, it's just tell them how you really feel. You need to you need to help your players adapt or adapt to your players. It's not that difficult. So I, fuck you, John Maley, for I, not doing that. Bryce Harper friggin' is swinging off his uh, left side every friggin' every friggin' swing, and he's not. It's like little mechanical stuff that he needs to fix. It's not like a big deal. He's just he's got to be more mechanically sound. And right now he doesn't know what what's wrong. It's like he it's like he's it's like he's confused up there trying to hit and there needs to be someone there to help him along the way. And I'm I'm not saying that he's not a professional, but he needs to be able to make adjustments and if he can't make those adjustments, that's the hitting coach's job to help him. Right? Doesn't that sound like what a hitting coach should do? <laughs> well, um, I don't think that's what John Maley thinks it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, John fucking Maley. 
He's got a shitty name, too. <laughs> I just I mean, hate the guy. I, I, I bet you he's a really nice person, but I just fucking hate him. <laughs> I can tell. Oh, shit. Um, poor John the same, same way about Andrew Knapp. <laughs> Andrew Knapp is the type of guy gives he gives the charity. He does everything right, but you just fucking hate him. <laughs> I mean, every team's got to have that shitty player, but there's been better shitty players than Andrew Knapp. And there's also been better shitty coaches than John Maley. <laughs> Fucking John Maley. We're an official We Hate John Maley podcast. It could be... Next week we could be changing the name. Join <laughs> join the movement. Hate John Maley with fuck us today. It, no, it's not Hate John Maley. It's Fuck John Maley. <laughs> Sorry for the vulgar language, but it just needs to be done. Anyhow, so... <laughs> Yeah, we need to I think, steer away from John Mail. I think it's I, I think in all fairness, after these last two series, it's it would be acceptable to be uh a little upset with the Philadelphia Phillies and just how their organization is being run, how their players are performing. It's just there's subpar and who likes players that aren't playing to their potential. You know, like they sent Michael Franco down. Michael Franco. I'm sorry. I should. I should be. Uh, I should. I should take a note from Michael Jack Schmidt. <laughs> Name pronunciation. Anyhow, he's been one of the worst players in baseball for a good amount of time now, and they're just now sending him down. Granted, he probably has more pop off the bench than Sean Rodriguez does. I don't like Sean Rodriguez. I think he's just a waste of a player, but he's still better than apparent. Apparently, he's better than Andrew Knapp and Michael Franco. Michael Franco. Franco. Soon to be not on the Phillies. Yeah. <laughs> and then I totally forget about freaking uh, Odubel Herrera, who. We don't need to get into. We that. don't need to get into that. Oh well, we could. He's a fucking dumbass, but. Uh, He's basically a wasted talent we're a, there. We're all right. We're we're a fuck John Maley podcast. But we are absolutely positively a fuck Odubel Herrera podcast. I hope he I hope he turns his life around. But I don't fuck that guy. I didn't. <laughs> if, yeah, you, fuck. You you can't hope that he continues to be an asshole. <laughs> oh. Oh, I misheard that. No, I don't. I don't want I, him. To, I want him to be able to turn his life around, and get the help that he needs, but. Yeah, don't be that's, a piece of that's shit. That's in the past. I think the Phillies will probably try to trade him this offseason, hopefully. Or cut him or something. You can't cut, cut him. Cut, you can't, can't cut, cut him. ties with him? No, if the if Major League Baseball hands out a uh, suspension, the Phillies can't cut him. That's fucked. Because that, that would be the punishment. for They can't add that on as a punishment um, after the fact. So it's kind of shitty, but at the same time, like you, it, it would be... You'd have to cut him based on his performance, which... Up until the point of when he was suspended, he was kind of sucking, so he could have cut him. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, we're I gonna... honestly thought you were going to talk about because there was something that you omitted or didn't omit. You, I think you forgot about, but Odupel coming out of nowhere was a nice little. 
Oh, it was nice at the time, but then he hit his girlfriend, and we don't like that. <laughs> no, here. not that. I mean, it was nice to bring up. I just mean not. not oh. <laughs> when, all right, hold on. When we got him, he was a good asset, hold on, but now all right. he's not. All right, no more Oduble Herrera talk. Fuck Oduble. There we go. I thought you were going to bring up the Roman Quinn thing. Oh, Roman Quinn. He's pretty cool. No, the, the pitching thing. Oh, no, I'm going to get there. Oh, all right, all right. I just figured you're still on Oduble. No, he's pretty cool. I like Roman. But I don't like him pitching fucking in a <laughs> tie game. <laughs> what the hell? And then, and then Velasquez. It's not, I'm not going to say Velasquez should have pitched there because he probably shouldn't. They didn't want to. He was supposed to pitch. Well, he did. He ended up pitching a very good game against the uh, Cardinals. Or not the Cardinals. Fuck the Cardinals. The uh, the Diamondbacks. You are you're all over the place I'm right now, but place. understandably you're emotional right now. You're you're in pain. You're angered. Like he shouldn't be coming in to pitch. I, I don't care who you have. It shouldn't be your outfielder who has no pitching experience. Did you whatsoever. ever notice that any time the Phillies or any Philadelphia team they end up on like a like a top sports center top 10 it's always for some shit that makes no sense like so Vince Velasquez fucking making all-star <laughs> plays in left field that's what I was just thinking of Jesus I saw that play Christ. and I was just like what the fuck is going not on not only did he make a diving catch that oh, it was like a 15% uh chance he would make the catch like any player would have made that catch he threw a guy out from left field to he save chucked, the game, he chucked that motherfucker. Oh no! And he almost, and he almost made another play the following inning to do the exact same thing to save the game that we ultimately lost. <laughs> yeah, valiant effort, Vince. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's Roman Quinn on the mound. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> oh shit! Un. I think I'd still rather have him than Juan Nicasio, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we've gotten. Yeah, we have, we've come full circle. That's the end of our podcast. Thank you for coming in today. Um, no, it was just that was just mismanagement. Um, Ranger Suarez didn't want to come in because he couldn't get warm. He didn't feel comfortable. But you know what? Put a jacket this is an, on. This is an important game. We needed. We yeah, needed to missed, win. You missed my... Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> the Phillies lost this game, Eric, <laughs> to a shitty baseball team. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to lighten the mood in the room. Feels like a black cloud over us right now. Hitters were hitting or batting. They weren't hitting. They were batting. They were just going up to bat with no conviction. <laughs> they just looked They just looked like they didn't want to be there. It. Everyone just looked dead and clueless up there. Bryce Harper was just swinging at anything that came his way. Reese Hoskins was just like, oh, hey, there's a guy on second base. Better not hit him in. I love these guys. I really do. I love these players. But it's frustrating because I know they can do better, and they're just not. Reese Hoskins could be Reese Hoskins with the amount of people he's left on bases here could be leading the league in RBIs. Could be could probably have a shit ton more home runs. Same with uh, Bryce Harper. Real Muto needs to come up clutch more. It's just frustrating to watch two, three guys that are supposed to be really good just not do what they're supposed to be doing. He had Andrew Knapp come in to pinch hit. I would have put a pitcher in to hit for Andrew Knapp. <laughs> That's 
Like, uh, he's just a human white flag. <laughs> he really is. He's not. He's no. He's of no threat to you whatsoever, <laughs> regardless of what he does. Um, Nick Pavetta looked good out of the pen. I guess that's our only like positive note that we have a capable pitcher for the back end of our bullpen. Um, you're hurting. I can tell. Yeah. You're struggling here because there's nothing yeah. there's nothing positive coming out of this. I think I, along with the Phillies, need to mentally regroup somehow. The front office needs to just stop talking. Just stop answering questions. Because all it's doing is upsetting the players and upsetting the fans. They're fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> they're just promising. Sh- they're either saying we're not good enough or they're saying... There's always next year. The season's not over. They're still in a wild card team. They're still in a wild card spot. Why not friggin' do something now? All right, we need to get to the the um the Barkan tweet that you tweeted. Oh no, not yet. I'm saving that. Jesus we'll, we'll Christ. Get we'll get Take there. Take my suggestions. We'll get there. I still got to talk about the Arizona series. That happened after the Arizona series. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. There's more. There is more. Once again, like. I just feel like the coaching staff, other than Gabe Kapler, although I feel like Gabe's got to kind of ring in those coaches as well. But Gabe's taking enough shit. He takes the brunt of the of everything for the Phillies right now. He takes all the criticism. He takes all the criticism for the front office, all the criticism for the players. I don't think he's ever, honestly, even when the Phillies were doing all right, I don't think he's ever gotten any of like the, the positive. Like It's always no. been someone else. It's never yeah. been him. <laughs> it's either Clintac getting Bryce Harper, the Phillies pitchers doing and figuring it out, or the hitters figuring it out. It's yeah, never... but, if, but if it completely collapses, it's Kapler. What the fuck are you yeah. doing, idiot? It's not fair. I must feel bad for And him. there's some some blame because he's just, like, a manager should be able to kind of manage, work, yeah, work through some of these things, hone in some of those yeah. players that might need some extra help. Or even some of the coaches. It's teetering. The other coaches. It's teetering all over the place at the moment. There's, there's really, honestly, directionally, you, you can't really tell what's happening right now. You're kind of just each night seems like it's a new team almost. It seems like yeah. you, you never know what team you're going to get. You're either going to get, oh wow, they're do, they're figuring it out. Maybe they're actually you know going to go on a positive stretch. But no, they're not. But then the next game, <laughs> all of a sudden you're getting, oh shit, this is like 2013 again. <laughs> It's frustrating to see because there's so much promise and talent on this team that it I feel like it's being wasted on a shitty front office and a <laughs> shitty coaching staff. Particularly the coach. John Maley. <laughs> I'm just going to keep bringing him up because it's funny to see your eyes just... We should make like a t-shirt. John Maley, fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man... I'm having fun right now. I don't know about you, but... Well, then we went to Arizona after that abysmal White Sox series, and we our offense looked freaking fantastic the first night. They were hitting guys in. They scored seven runs. That's my theory. Velasquez looked great. See? On the Casio-Pistrus, I think, again. But anyhow, <laughs> it's just... It seemed like they click, and then the very next night, they're like, uh... Are we supposed to be hitting? Is uh, are we gonna? We wasted a uh, Jake Arrieta, good game, bone spur. God, <laughs> it's the uh, 
he's pitching so much better since he got his uh, rookie of the year injury and uh, <laughs> and then although he got cocky after his last start so now that means his next start he's gonna suck to prepare for us to lose 16 to one <laughs> yeah there's just no accountability for anything yeah and Reese Hoskins is saying like he doesn't know what's going on he doesn't know why he's not hitting with runners in scoring position. That's not great. Maybe because he's not hitting the ball. Well, he doesn't know why he's not. Like, he doesn't understand. Like, he's confused. When, you're hit, when your best hitters are confused, there needs to be some kind of retribution in the coaching department. Who would that be? Fucking John Maley. <laughs> I feel like half of our... I feel like half the words of this podcast have been John Maley. <laughs> Honestly, there is a there is a pretty big chance this episode's title is going to be John Maley. No, James. it's it's still coming. You're gonna love this. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> all right. It's just not fun. It's not it's not fun baseball because you don't know whether the team's gonna show up one night or whether they're gonna shit the bre- shit, uh, shit the bed shit the bed. <laughs> we don't know what they're gonna do. We just don't. <laughs> no one knows. The Phillies don't even know what's going to happen every night. Honestly, it's they don't even know if they're going to get up to the plate. <laughs> they're like, ah, we don't even know if we're going to be able to hit the ball. We're confused. Yeah, we're confused. All right, we're going to move on a little bit here, trying to get to a little bit more analytical, analytical stuff. Um, I just kind of want to give a paint a picture of where this team has come since last year. I'm excited. Are you? No, not really, because I know this isn't going to be a positive comeuppance. We'll start with the pitching. So, as of right now, the Phillies' team ERA is 56 points higher since last year. That's not great. They've let up 188 home runs so far this year. They let up 171 all of last year. We still have a month and a half of baseball to play. So they're going to tap out at 200, right? More than 200. Dude, <laughs> oh, my God. They're, they're probably going to give up. Oh, my God. They might give up 250. 230. I'm going to say 230. Over, under 230? 230. I'm right. betting 230. All right. The way it's going. Strikeouts <laughs> are down. It's terrible. They're, where's their strikeout, right? Strikeout per nine. Their strikeouts per nine are down. Almost a full percentage point. Um, home runs per nine are up 65%. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> the fielding's a little bit better, but it's it's not worth noting anything there. Well, now we'll look at some batting. Their batting average has improved by like 10 points and their slugging has also improved but it's just not as it's not as big a change as you really want especially with the way offensive production this year has changed um it's really just kind of upsetting (laughs) that's fun (laughs) this is rough (laughs) it's rough they are currently I should have had this set up earlier. Yes, you should have. The Phillies are well below league average in home runs right now. League average is uh, 
Like of all the teams, like an average team would have 160 home runs right now. Oh, I'm excited. Phillies have 146. They're 15 below that mark. That's not not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But we are the only team other than Washington that's still in the playoff hunt that has that low of a home run record right now. Um, It's like the universe is trying to get us in the playoffs, and we're almost fighting it. Like, we don't want to get to it. Yeah, RBIs are down right now. We are... We have 514, league average is 531, but every other team above league average is in the playoff hunt. We are three teams below that. Strikeouts, let's see where we are in strikeouts. Um, we're right about league average is strikeouts. Oh, that's Our good. batting average. Sad thing is that we're, we're average in strikeouts and that's a positive here yeah we're below average and batting average right now still one of the bottom half of the top half of the league is all in the playoff hunt um slugging where are we in slugging we are baltimore is below us and toronto is ahead of us by one point and they're two terrible teams we are well below average there, especially as far as players or teams that are playoff ready right now. It's just not good. Left on base, where are we? We're we're one of the highest in left on base. That's crazy. Thanks, Reese. That's eight hundred and sixteen players we've left on base all year. It's not Reese's fault. Guess whose fault it is? John Mealy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's I'm get just in. setting you up for these John Mealy's. Yeah. It's gonna be a soundbite. Pitching, we are bottom half of the league again. Still no no teams with uh, playoff hopes on our side of the uh, <laughs> on our side of the uh, curve here. Let's go. Let's go. Hits allowed. We're in the top half, <laughs> as far as most hits allowed. Earned oh, runs. Earned runs, we're still in the top half. Home runs given up. Where are we? Earned we're, runs? Home runs given home up. Home runs given up? Take a guess. We're number one. No, number three. Only Seattle and Baltimore have given up more home runs than us. Eh. The Yankees have given up a lot, too. But... The Yankees have a winning baseball team right now, so they really shouldn't be worried that much. Um, it's just not great. We're towards the bottom. Oh, my God. We have, like, the third worst FIP in the league. What's what's that? Uh, fielding independent pitching. It's kind of like a – it's kind of like a – benchmark of where you want to be like good teams a good fit is like a 330 and it's kind of, it'll kind of like indicate how well you're actually pitching era sometimes doesn't always factor in there just because of like how fielding might like this is how good you are minus all the fielding issues that might have affected your uh game and the phillies are the worst like Third worst. Only Seattle and Baltimore are worse than us as far as our pitching. So basically, that's saying if we went to our mean, we'd still be one of our wor- one of the worst 
teams as far as pitching wise. That's great. Oh, to be a Phillies fan. This is just the state of the Philadelphia Phillies right now. All right, so now I'm going to kind of get into current situations right now. I'll, I'll kind of read this Michael Barkan tweet. I've been waiting for it. <laughs> so this is what Gabe Kapler said the other night after the, uh, the bone-shattering loss we suffered. <laughs> Every team in our division... The every team in our division. This did Kapler. I read this as did Kapler say this? Gabe Kapler said this. (laughs) All right. Every team in our division, including the Braves, have gone through tough times when not clicking on all cylinders. When our club plays its best baseball, we're going to be unbeatable. I think Gabe Kapler has some kind of vision of just the players holding hands and singing we are the world the Phillies version of we are the world and I don't understand why he thinks that that's a good idea why he thinks there's any reason that the Phillies would do that or even why there's steps the Phillies need to take to get to that point and just praying that it happens is not going to fix the situation I personally don't see a Situation where the Phillies come out of this and decide that they're going to pick this up and get going. All ganging up together saying, There comes a time when we heed a certain call, when the Phillies must come together as one. <laughs> there are Phillies fans crying. <laughs> Oh, and it's time to make a move. That's all I got right now. (laughs) We can't go on. (laughs) Pretending day by day that the Phillies somewhere will soon make a change. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's terrible. It's bad. Like, what the fuck is he saying there? (laughs) Like, did he just assume, like, yeah, yeah, all these teams are making a run, but they've made marginal additions, and they've also just played. They've played baseball. The thing that I never understand with, you know, when a management or a coach or anyone says, when we play our best of anything... That's when we'll be unstoppable. Well, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole point of the game, is to play your best. What's it going to take to get to that point? The Phillies aren't just going to kumbaya and say, you know what, we figured out what we were doing. That also means that, so you're not playing your best right now, so why aren't you trying to play your best? What are you doing? I think they're trying, but they just don't know how to play their best. And it's just, that's where we're at, Gabe Kapler's. Game opening cap. for Justin Bieber to come out here and start singing for the Phillies. We are the Prepubescent world. Justin Bieber. We are the Phillies. And then that's when we win. We are the ones who really don't give a shit. About this oh. fan base. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that music. There's a choice though. we're making. <laughs> I really thought we were done. Um, All right. So that's great. So Kapler, you know, he he wants to bring the team together. 
It sounds like he wants the, it to be like that movie moment when like the coach comes in the locker room. He goes, "I need each and every one of you to step it up, and we got to go out there and show this fan base what we're made of." And <laughs> Except Gabe Kapler's speech would involve him crushing a jar of creatine in the <laughs> <laughs> and also just be curling while he's shirtless, oiled up, looking right at Bryce's eyes, <laughs> and then just telling him. Everything. Telling everyone, I'm the coach. Do what I say. Why won't you do what I say? John Maley. <laughs> Fuck you, John Maley. I don't even have like a I don't even have a problem with John Maley, but I feel like I just need to I need to gum on your side and just say fuck him. You know what they say. But if you just believe there's no way we can fall. All right, enough with the We Are the World. <laughs> um, what else do you got? Is that it? Like, are you done with the Phillies? Because you, if you talk anymore, I think you're going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> I'm done with the Phillies right now. That's all I have to say. Uh, I, I can talk about the next series. So right now, yeah, we should. As we were talking right now, the Phillies are going into a series against the San Francisco Giants. G- the game literally just started. No, it starts in 10 minutes. Game starts in 10 minutes. How would they know? <laughs> How would the people know? I want I want it to be accurate so that if they look at the timestamp... We could, we could make this up. People could be listening to this as they're listening and be like, oh, shit, something just happened. We could lie. All right, the game started last night, yesterday, <clears throat> three weeks ago. Whatever Bruce the hell Hoskins you guys are listening to. Bruce Hoskins hit five it. home runs finally. No. That's but. not happening. It could. No, he's going to wait till the bases are loaded. And he's They're having gonna... their We Are the World moment right now, and they're about to start playing baseball and All right. know exactly what they need to do. So right now, or tonight, Nola's on the on the bump. Oh, no, wait. All right, so there's a positive here. Wait, yeah. is it not Nola? It is Nola. All right, well, we got a positive then. Facing former, I wouldn't say. Ooh. <laughs> Oops. Um, Free audio for all of you out there. <laughs> <laughs> Madison Bumgarner is on the mound for uh, San, San Fran. Okay. We're probably going to get... Oh, shit. <laughs> Roman Quinn is leading off. On the mound? <laughs> Might as well be. Roman Quinn, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, Gene Segura is batting fourth. Are you fucking me? Gene Segura is batting cleanup. Someone... All right, now I'm fucking pissed, Gabe Kapler. <laughs> I think we should have looked at this earlier before we got on our Gabe Kapler savior rant. Roman Quinn, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, Gene Segura batting cleanup. It's probably the first time he's batted cleanup in his entire life. Friggin' Jay Bruce is back. They sent Adam Hazley down, which I'm not happy about. They should have just kept him in just to kind of give him more time to adjust to the major league level. Um, Scott Kingery is batting after Bruce. Sean Rodriguez. What is this lineup? Sean Rodriguez and Andrew Knapp. Oh, my God. They're going to lose tonight, too. God. All right. I'm done talking Phillies for now. <laughs> Gabe, how could you do this to me? I just defended you for probably an hour and <laughs> then you do this shit <laughs> poor Aaron Nola <laughs> uh, 
Well, that's happening. The funny part about this is they're probably going to win this game and make us look like idiots. They probably will. And Gabe Capital like, this is the lineup we're going to roll out for the rest of the year. You know, just, we are yeah. the world. God, they're going to unite in the middle of the field when they come out the field and they're just going to be singing Kumbaya. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna save you because you're you. I think you talk about them anymore, and you're. I was I was driving yourself. Crazy. I was kind of feeling hopeful until I saw that lineup. Now I'm not too <laughs> not too pleased. All right, this could be a whole another hour of you just talking, just basically reversing everything you just said and going back into it and being like, "All right, everything I just said, complete bullshit. <laughs> We're gonna start from the top." Yeah. Actually, you know what? We'll just record the whole episode again. <laughs> no. But um, all right. Tell me some good news, Eric, about the Philadelphia Flyers. Well, I wish I had some, but I ha- I don't have I have news. I have things I want to go into. I just don't have anything positive because, well, nothing's happened. I don't. Well, I, I mean, I have like no news is the best news, Eric. No, I need something. I I need. Uh, I want at least. I have all the Phillies news in the world, and I'm fucking miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good point. I'm feeling pretty good right now, just watching you. We have a wild card spot, and we're fucking pissed. <laughs> All right. Do you want me to tell me some Flyers stuff? Okay. So I have two things that I want to get into this week. Um, Claude Giroux got a haircut. No, his Claude Giroux's wife is actually pregnant, and I think she's been pregnant for four years because. <laughs> <laughs> she has been talking about her baby coming out for about eight months now, and I just think that thing is stuck in there. This has nothing to do with the Flyers, takes, but I just... It takes nine months for a baby to be born. It takes nine months for a baby to have. But it seems like she, for the past eight months, she's been at the same stage, like just plump. <laughs> Sometimes you're just plump, Eric. All right. I'm pregnant. I've been pregnant for five years. Don't all right. I don't. I'm plump. I didn't want to say anything, but <laughs> um, all right. Let's get let's get into it. So I'm gonna start off with just the little bit of news that the Flyers at least kind of announced, and this bottom of the barrel material. But the Flyers announced their national television schedule. <laughs> don't they have like a lot of? Uh primetime games or something like that yeah they're on they're featured so there's 82 games in the season they're featured 20 times on national tv that's cool yeah they got some you know some good ones we like national tv do we like national tv no (laughs) (laughs) um because eh, eh, all right i do and i don't i mean i really do like doc emmerich i think he's one of the best commentators ever are there any YouTube games? <laughs> no, we were just talking about the fact that I just... But honestly, I wish there were, because free hockey. But, they're, you know, they're featured. The opening night... Or no, their, home, their first home game Wednesday, October 9th, uh, against the Devils. They're, it's, they're featured on NBC Sportsnet, which is, like their, which is the main channel. Because the way that it works is NBC Sportsnet gets all the games, basically. And then, uh, once football season ends, NBC gets the games back for the afternoon so the so really national games in the afternoon don't start until like post super bowl or even like post season ending because the season for football ends usually like middle end of january so that's like when they kind of roll out the national game so the first game, what are you saying football is more important than hockey well it get, definitely gets 
it definitely gets more national rights than. I don't hockey. know about you. I think I think uh, it's America's sport. Hockey should damn well should be, but um, wasn't it like born in Canada? <laughs> but um, <laughs> the first game they play on NBC in the afternoon is a twelve o'clock game against the Rangers in March. So it's fun. Yeah, but um, I mean, this is just like kind of inconsequential news but it's nice that we're featured a lot we're mostly featured nationally around 20 to 25 times a year just because the flyers are a big market so they're gonna obviously feature a big market big fan base um but yeah honestly that wednesday october 9th game i'm trying to go to and i've been trying to convince you to also go with me so we're gonna make that happen it's a long way in the future eric i gotta i'm looking looking forward to this shit here okay Uh, i gotta deal with i gotta deal with gabe kapler putting gene segura's cleanup every single night from here on out god let's hope it doesn't come to that i'm trying to get you excited for something you know i am excited i I can't wait for flyers hockey because honestly those games are fun to go to the farg they just put in new scoreboard what did you just call it the farg wallace farger center it's the farg the farg could be confused with the fart but it's the farg the wallace fargo center doug fargo they just they just put in new seats new scoreboard which we talked about the scoreboard right yeah we talked about this all last week did we Pretty sure we did. Definitely didn't talk about the podcast. Yeah, we talked about it. Pretty sure we did. All right, well, the, to uh, reiterate the new, again, there's a new scoreboard, and it moves. There's a new scoreboard. How does it move? Like, it, like, in the middle of the game, they'll shift it so it, like... Does it dance? Kind of. It, like, it'll come down, and it'll expand, and it'll just get bigger, and it'll, like, move around when they score and shit. It's, like, weird. I don't know. I feel like it's going to fall on the players halfway through the game and <laughs> break the ice. Maybe it'll land on a... Uh, Crosby. <laughs> That's so 2007, Jim. We don't not nah, fuck Crosby. I I respect him more, but I still you know every time we play him, fuck him. Who do we hate more, Crosby or John Maley? <laughs> Honestly, I think you hate John Maley more than I hate Crosby. Um, but yeah, so he's ruining the Phillies twenty times. Uh, but opening night we are going to be going together, obviously, and that's a fact. Are we? Come on. I want to go, but... All right, plant the seed here. How seven. much is it costing? I'm not going to tell you, because then you won't go. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Higher or lower than $50? Higher. It's definitely higher, but we'll figure <laughs> We're going to wait. We're going to wait it out. We'll see. It's it's probably going to be around, like, $60. Yeah, you know I have to buy Falcons tickets this year. This is an Eagle... No, shit. This it's not an Eagles <laughs> podcast. This is a Flyers and Phillies podcast, not an Eagles podcast, not a Falcons podcast, and we gotta go. We gotta go to a Flyers game together. And what's better than opening night? Okay, we're gonna see they're gonna win fucking twenty five to nothing. Second opening night that doesn't cost as much. <laughs> no, well, well, all right, you know what? Nah, we'll, we'll figure it out. If they lose opening night, then we won't be disappointed. <laughs> Because we'll have a better understanding of what the team is by second night. <laughs> no, I'm making assumptions the end of game one. They're oh going... Are we going to do a live podcast at the game? Just <laughs> bring a whole... Bring all of our setup and just sit down in, like, the middle of the aisle. <laughs> Everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? We're doing a podcast, Brittany. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know, but you Brittany's Brit- who go to watch Flyers games. They but go. They go. Come on, just think. 
cheesesteaks, flyers, me yelling a lot of obscenities. Sounds like a fun, fun Good night. Good obscenities? Bad obscenities. Gage it by the end of the first period, depending <laughs> upon how they're doing. For winning like 3 nothing, and I'm always being Who are they playing? The Devils. Rangers? I thought it was the Rangers. No, the Devils. Devils. And the Devils are one of the teams my, who had a bit, my boys a bit of there. an overhaul, which will segue. Good my segue, Jim. There. I knew you meant to do that. I did mean to do that. Um, the other thing I was going to take a look into was I was going to look around the division a little bit and see – because we, I've hinted at it a little bit the past couple episodes, but I haven't really dived, dove, dived. I haven't dived, dived, dove. Dove. We're we're a uh, we're a dictionary a podcast. We use we're both we college use, graduates. We use grammar, <laughs> we use grammar here. Um, I was gonna dive into the divisional outlook to see who, you know, what teams are gonna be give us the a little bit knees. of a problem. Who's the bee's knees Who's of the uh, not gonna the be any division. problem. So, who's the worst team in the division right now? It's interesting. Um, the Flyers. No, Columbus probably. <laughs> the Blue Jackets. Yeah, because all right. Aren't they always bad? No, they last year they went all in. They traded at the deadline. They got like six people. <laughs> but what happened? But did they win? They won a round. Their first round in franchise history. <laughs> they won. Columbus. <laughs> um, so well, they're named after a dude who committed genocide. So. I didn't We're think not a about political that. podcast. So. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but that's actually kind of funny. Not the genocide part, the other part that they're named after that. Genocide's <laughs> not funny. We are not a genocide pro podcast. <laughs> All right. That's okay. Um, Columbus is probably the worst team because so they lost Bobrovsky. Bob. No, they lost him. They lost Matthew Shane. They lost Panarin, who went to someone, another team in our division, which I'll get to later. Okay. Um, I don't know who any of these players are. I know. But they (laughs) just, they lost a lot of, they lost their whole entire core, basically. Okay. That's at least offensively. That's substantial. Um, but yeah, so I think they're the worst. So I'll just lay it out team by team. They are the worst. We'll lay it down. Yeah, (laughs) genocide's bad. But we'll lay it, we'll lay it down. Um, fuck Christopher Columbus. (laughs) All right. So. Flyers went into last week. The Rangers added Panarin, who was from Columbus. Um, they added Adam Fox, who was this college free agent. He was a defenseman. Uh, he was like one of those, I think he was the biggest touted college free agent, or at least one of them. Um, they s- traded for and ex- extended Jacob Truba, who was one of Winnipeg's defensemen, who was uh, actually in talks for the Flyers for a little bit, but then the Flyers realized that they didn't want to pay him boatload of money when they got to worry about their own Provorov situation, which, for the love of fucking God, Flyers, sign Konechny and Provorov, like, next week, so I have something to talk about here that's positive. Hey, they have a franchise their own. They don't really, they don't care about our podcast. They should, but they don't. Alright. Um, they <laughs> drafted and signed Capo Caco, or Capo Caco, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, sorry if that's not how you pronounce your name. I'm sure you listen to us, but, uh, <laughs> Who was the second overall pick in the draft? What did they call me? (laughs) And then they signed, I said they signed Panarin, and then they they lost some players. But, I mean, like Kevin Hayes, who we actually, was one we picked up, the center we picked up. So, 
they're going to look like a very different team, the Rangers. And I and they obviously they still have Lundqvist, who's like 400 years old, but he's still the, one of the top goal he's playing right now. Of course. But I think that it's I don't a Tom think, Brady situation. I don't think the Rangers are going to be as good as people think they are. I think they're going to be competitive, but they're I new, don't. They're a New York team. I think so they're how good. Can they I be? think they're a wild card ish team, but I don't think they make it in that top three divisional slots for the playoffs. I think they could squeak in depending upon how they're coaching. Depending on how their coach is, I think they have a good coach. Honestly, I could. I don't know who their coach is. They've had a. They've had like three different coaches in the past. And I've been keeping up with the whole Flyers coaching situation, and I haven't really been looking at other teams here. His name's Jerry. I don't think so. <laughs> it's John. The Rangers coach is Jerry. It's John Haley. John Haley? No, it's John Haley. It's his other brother. Okay. With a different last name. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, but, yeah, I think that uh, the Rangers are going to be you know, competitive but not super they're not going to be like as good as people think they're going to be because people think the Rangers are all of a sudden just going to like do a 180 and be like oh my god they're going to be the best team but, like the Phillies yeah <laughs> basically they did a Phillies thing but um, alright then the Devils I think the Devils have a, more of a chance of being super competitive with the Flyers than the Rangers because I think the Devils have more of a team, of a foundation there. Um, I mean, Wayne is all the foundation you need. They got a good locker room guy in Wayne. They got the first overall pick in Jack Hughes, who's going to be a monster. Like he's he's going to be a monster. They got Taylor Hall, who is arguably one of the best players in the league at the moment. And he won MVP two years ago. He's had like I think he was injured last year a bit, but he's he's been he's he's a stud. I there would was love a, the Flyers to have him. There was a uh, college, or not college. A uh, we had a. Hall in at Arcadia, his name was Taylor Hall. Same guy, but no, it was a it was a uh, like a learning facility. Oh, you know how it was like a like yeah, it was Hall same, same guy. Like, yeah, named after him. Named after Taylor Hall. Um, then they got PK Subban in the trade, so their defense is uh they got a little bit better. Shout out to the Arcadian Knights. <laughs> we we actually did get a art. Our college got a hockey team. That's fun. <laughs> Exciting. They're probably <laughs> terrible. Oh yeah, first year um, team, but all right. Just shit you should know. And the Devils, they have. Uh, let's see the roster. They have. Um, oh, they got Nikita Gusev, the <laughs> the Russian defenseman. Didn't we, was <laughs> he a, the he's guy? A, he's a left wing. The left wing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they got Nico Heeshear, who was the guy that was picked first overall in the Nolan Patrick draft. So it was uh, Nico Heeshear and Nolan Patrick, which the Rangers have gotten first overall pick two times in the past three years, and they didn't come in last place. <laughs> So they've just it's they've just gotten really lucky. Um, they got Corey Schneider as their goalie. They have they have a solid team. I think they're going to be a good team. I think they're going to be competitive. I know I'm. But sound, the Flyers. I know I sound. Better. I know I sound biased because I'm a Flyers fan. But I think the Flyers, complete wise, are 
a better team. I think they have more vet presence. <laughs> I think they're just. I don't. I think they're stronger. No, don't worry. I'm getting to the team who I think is going to no, be better than. No, the I understand that, but like, <laughs> since I've known you. Almost saying, every year. I've been saying, dude, before. this is the Flyers' year. The Flyers are actually going to be good this year. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to be positive here, okay? I'm dude, they have so many players in their farm system. They're just going to be so good. That hasn't changed. They still do. <laughs> well, um, where's the results, Eric? Shut up. <laughs> have you seen the shit we're dealing with with the Phillies? Let me have something. <laughs> we're in a different sport right now. Same same principle here, okay? Um, All right. The Penguins. Are they the best team in the division? No, but I think they're obviously they're still the Penguins. They have the best player in the game in Crosby. They have honestly second best in Malkin. I think he's also. I think he's a monster. And honestly, I would take Malkin on the Flyers if we had to. If we had the chance, I would love Malkin. I would also love Crosby. But we hate them. Yes, but I would want them. I'd hate them. I hate that they're not on my team, but I would love them on the Flyers. Um, I feel like they would hate to be here though. No, dude. We're Philly. I know, but they would hate be here because we hate them. <laughs> we wouldn't hate them if they were here. It's you know, would we? It would negate everything. Um, <sighs> the so they traded Phil Castle, and they got Alex Galchenyuk, who's a, who's had a bit of a rough start to his career with going from the Canadians to the Coyotes, and now he's on the Penguins. But here's my theory about the Penguins: every year, there's players on the Penguins who out of nowhere because they're playing with Sidney Crosby like a Jake Gensel who they seemingly came out of my ass and all of a sudden you didn't know Jake Gensel? no he like the dude basically came out of my ass and all of a sudden he's he's like a 35 goal scorer and he has two Stanley Cups it makes no sense you obviously don't know Jake Gensel I do now and I fucking hate him I hate him more than I hate Crosby because of Doc Emmerich every time that the Flyers score or not the Flyers. Every time the Flyers play the Penguins, and I have to hear every time Gensel scores, Gensel! Goal! I want to fucking turn the TV off because that guy has plagued us for however long he's been in the career the past, or had his career, like, the past four seasons or whatever. But, like, Galchenyuk has, he's been solid, but I have this feeling that he's just going to, all of a sudden, because he's on the team with Sidney Crosby, he's going to just go on a tear, especially against us, because these players always seem to come out of their shells whenever they play the Flyers. And Crosby and Malkin could single-handedly drag that their teams to the playoffs. And then once they get there, who knows what will happen. They have Matt Murray, who regular season-wise has been solid, but not like he's just been a competent goalie. But once he hits the playoffs, it's all of a sudden it's just like another switch. And he's just this monster. So, I mean, the Penguins are the Penguins. And they've had our number the past couple of years. So I think that, obviously, I can't just omit them. I did say that I think the Penguins are going to miss the playoffs this year. Only because I do think they're weaker. They're the weakest team that they've been since they went on that bit of that cup run a couple of years ago. But, I mean, it could be... They're just getting old, and they could all of a sudden just kind of their team just needs a break. But apparently, I forget where I read this, Crosby has taken advantage of the fact that they got a quick exit last year out of the playoffs in that sweep because they got swept by the Islanders, who are another divisional team that I'll get into. But they all of a sudden, like, once they were out, that's the first year in 
probably six or seven years where they haven't made it past the first round. So Crosby's been working out the entire summer, getting in shape. So he's going to come out. He's going to have like eight hundred goals. And he's, so I mean, hockey and basketball uh, postseason is way too long. No, it's too short. It should be the entire season should be the postseason. Well, I mean, like it just stretches into like it's like, e- a, it's like a month neon. and a half, two month period. That's forever though. <laughs> it's great, and playoff that hockey is the best form of playoffs. Oh yeah, I mean it's great. To yeah. watch, but you're literally watching it for like two months. I know it keeps me in. It keeps it's amazing TV. Um, but uh, yeah. So the Penguins are the Penguins. So I, I mean, there's not much. I, I don't really know. I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna be that team that they get dragged to the playoffs and they're just competitive the entire year. I just think they're. I think they're older. I think they're weaker. But their GM also is one of those GMs who, like, they could start really shitty and he'll he'll fix those holes that are there. Like, he'll find a way to add these, like, solid players to fix the holes and he'll continue to trade until he gets that right player. I was going to say, like, don't you think, like, do you think the players that he has right now are... Going to be on the team by the deadline? Well, yeah, because, like... If you have an aging team, don't you want to kind of be ahead of the curve rather than no? They'll do that. It? So that's why I'm saying I don't really know. But I just I think eventually any like any team you have, like the Blackhawks last year didn't even make the playoffs. So they they and you hit that wall eventually. You go like any sport with any team, you go on a run. Eventually you hit a wall. Like your run your run if ends. You're, if unless you're, you're not the, smart about unless it, unless you're the Patriots. But if you're not smart about yeah, it, yeah. If but, you're smart about it, you can sustain it. For but the a Penguins while. are yeah. But honestly, I do want I want. I want the Penguins to make the playoffs only because, God, I want a Flyers-Penguins series again, and I want this time to be the one when we knock them out again. But, all right, that's enough about the Penguins. We're we're a Flyers podcast here, and I talk way too much about the Penguins to feel good about myself. Um, We'll jump into the, the Islanders. The thing I'll say about the Islanders is they were supposed to absolutely blow last year. Like, they were supposed to be god-awful, like, Mets-level bad. They have orange on their colors, though. They <laughs> somehow were in first place for the entire season. They they kind of, like, you know, switched back and forth, and then they eventually they ended in second in the division. But their coach, Barry Trotz, was the coach of the Capitals. He won the Cup the year before, left, went to the Islanders, and he's the type of coach... Like, it's rare in the NHL now, but he's the type of coach that literally can make a team full of a bunch of, like, kind of bottom-ish players and, like, role players. They came together and they played, like, a fucking team that has, you know, could win the cup. And then they swept the Penguins, and then they lost in the second round. No, they got swept in the second round. It was kind of fucking hilarious. Um, They didn't do shit in the free they didn't do shit in free agency. They were literally the same team. They lost their goalie, one of their goalies, I think. I don't know if they lost both. But, like, if they had that success, why wouldn't they try to you know, one-up it, you know? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, they uh, they just missed out on a lot of their guys. Like, they offered Panarin a big deal, and he said, fuck you, I'm going to the Rangers. Um, but, yeah, so the Islanders, I don't know, though, because the Islanders weren't supposed to be good last year, and I don't think they're going to have the same level of success of success that they had last year, but who knows? Because they weren't supposed to be good last year, so they could also be good this year, but we'll see. Um, all right, we talked about the Blue Jackets. They're going to eat ass. Uh, 
Carolina Hurricanes, another team that um, was was good last year. They surprised a lot. They made it to the Eastern Conference Final, so that was crazy. They have a really good coach and former Flyer Rod Brindamore. It's supposed to be a pretty big hurricane season this year, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the Hurricanes again are going to be. I think the Hurricanes are going to be competitive. I think that the division is going to do kind of like a switch, and they're just going to flip. And all the teams that weren't competitive, because we're honestly still, I think, the best division in the league, and we've been for the past little while. We haven't been a good team, but our division's always been... I mean, the past couple years, besides this year that the Blues won, the the Cup has stayed in the Metropolitan Division. It was the Penguins, the Penguins, and then the Capitals. So, But I think that the Hurricanes, again, are going to be really good. I'm excited to see... Uh, the steps that they take, but obviously, hopefully, not any that hinder the Flyers. But I, I think they're going to be, and honestly, I think they're good enough now, and they're well coached that the games are going to be fun. Hurricanes games are always kind of boring. Actually, no, because the Flyers were such a fucking dumpster fire that every time we played the Hurricanes, who again were also a bit of a dumpster fire, it was like six to five games every time, and like really weird scoring games. So, but I think these games will be more competitive, but harder hitting, hopefully, and. uh yeah, I think the Hurricanes are going to be one of those teams that kind of stay in the top three wild card. I think the wild card in the top three is always it's always going to be switching around until maybe like February is where yeah. I think it's going to start to kind of set. But um, or I could be completely wrong. I don't fucking know yet. Flyers are winning the division. I I don't think that. I'll get to that after I go. To I the, do. No, here's the team that I think still winning the division: the Capitals. The Capitals are still the best team in the Metropolitan Division because Ovechkin is the best scorer in the league still. Guy can put the puck in the net no matter what he does. He had a great time with the Great Wall of China. I, we saw that. That was, that was actually like kind of funny. Um, but I think I the Capitals... great time at Great Wall. <laughs> but they're going to be... They're going to obviously still be the Capitals. I mean, they got still got a great team. They got great, great core, great youth. They got all their players who won the cup, basically, uh, except for Matt Niskanen. We have him now. They have Holpe, who's a fantastic goalie. So I think the Capitals are going to win the division. So that was my divisional outlook. Really, it didn't. It was, it was just me. I'm just. I'm trying for you guys. I mean, I'm promised. When the Flyers get actual news, I will give it to you 150 percent. But for now, I'm just trying to make it because. That was about 45 of the grimmest minutes of this podcast yet with Jim shitting all over the Phillies. I need it to be somewhat positive. It only takes four to five seconds to be a hero, Wade. <laughs> um, but so before I kind of close out here, I think I'll give my rankings of where I think everyone goes divisionally. Give it to me straight. All right. Here we go. Capitals. They're winning the division. I think they're coming in first, and I think they're coming in first with a little bit of a gap, so I think they'll stay in first. Second to third is going to be 50-50, but I think it's going to be the Flyers and the... I'm going to say the Hurricanes. I think the Hurricanes are going to be in second or third. Mm-hmm. And then the Flyers will be whichever one's not. And that means that the Flyers would end up playing the Hurricanes in the first round if that were to happen. Granted, I'm not takes with Eric Rayer. I'm saying this right now. Who the fuck knows? Flyers could be like zero points by December. <laughs> they could just not win a game. They could be 0 and, 0 and 40. 
That wouldn't be good. No, I. Nobody likes that. I'd be really sad. Um, And then wild card wise, wild card's weird because wild card is isn't divisionally. It's Mm -hmm. the other division also is taken into account. But obviously, I think that um, the Penguins are going to also be there, and the Devils. You know, the Devils are going to be. It's going to be. Fuck the Penguins. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting. I think right now I'm just. It's a big guess, but I think by like the end of the first or second week. I can at least see how the teams are performing and make a better guesstimate. I'm also just, I'm spouting shit right now because Crosby sucks. Who knows? But yeah, that's it. But I do. I think the Flyers don't finish in a wild card spot. I do think that they're in the top three, somewhere in the top three. I don't think they're winning the division, but who knows, man? Who knows how they? Who knows how this this core is gonna buy in this coach? I think it's going to be fun. It's a full year of Carter Hart, Eric. I know. It's going to be so goddamn exciting. I'm so excited. But, uh, all right. I think that's that's it, honestly. It was it was an emotional episode. It's a roller coaster, you know. I need a wasn't stress ball. There wasn't a lot of Flyers talk, but I tried mm. my best. I need a stress ball. Just a Gabe Kapler one, just of his head, just squeezing it. I don't dislike Gabe Kapler. A John Mail. <laughs> John Maley. Um, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully, some uh, better news coming out next week in terms of both Phillies and Flyers. Hopefully, Please. there's some exciting news. God, Flyers going on. news. Konechny, Provorov, sign now. We need this. Um, I keep checking my phone because I'm like, maybe like towards the end, <laughs> like it'll just be Travis Konechny is signed for four years, and I'll just be hey, but it didn't happen. No, as of now, still holding out. But it's August eighth right now. It means we're not. When did I tweet? I tweeted the other day. Fifty nine days. Fifty nine days until. Well, now it's fifty eight. I think, but fifty eight days. Math and, does. That's how math works. Fifty eight days until the Flyers start the season. I just. I can't wait. I'm just. I need it. I need at least. I need camp to start so I can start getting little bits on Instagram of just them practicing. And they're like, all right, they're actually like, they're back. They're getting ready. Football's getting started, though. That's fun. I am excited for football. We're not, we, you know, we, we don't really jump into uh, football. We might. We were, we yeah, may or may not. We were thinking about, um, hey, well, you know, we can drop this idea on this, on this end right now and we can maybe on Twitter. We'll see. Because all like three followers are going to hey. be so. Uh, hey, shh. You never know. Oh no, I love those people, but hey, we got, we have more people <laughs> here. All right, we got we got followers. All right, and yeah. who knows? Maybe down the line that this this actually won't matter if people listen to it down the line because it's season dependent on the football season. <laughs> um, all right. So what we were thinking was we might we're still a little early in this podcast, but we're feeling a little bit more confident that we think we might jump into an NFL themed podcast. Maybe bring on a second guest or third. I guess we're the maybe four. Yeah, we might bring on some other people, get uh, get crazy, and maybe like weekly just go over the games unbiasedly because obviously Jim and I in football, we we don't like the same teams, but we respect each other. Do we? No, 28 to 3. But uh, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Um Jim's a Falcons fan in case anyone doesn't rise up. Shut up. But um <laughs> Yeah, so we were thinking. You don't have anything cool like that. Super Bowl 52. We won. 
I hate how people refer to the Eagles as the Super Bowl champs when it happened like a year ago. You get a five-year <laughs> gap of no, winning. you don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> you get a five-year gap. In Former the- Super Bowl champs, Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, all right, I do agree. We're, we won the Super Bowl formally. I'm not one of those people who says Super Bowl champs, but we will be Super Bowl champ this year. Oh, yeah. All right, we're getting. We're, this is not a football podcast. So our idea was we were going to ha- start maybe like a weekly football podcast, go over the games, give our thoughts of how the season's going. I might do a little bit of fantasy, fantasy football stuff. I'm not there. as you know. I'm not invested as much in fantasy. But I, know I got Jim's, some guys. Jim's very invested in the. Yeah, and I'd like to hear his takes on who's. Who's the hot pickup? Who's hot and who's not? Oh, I didn't do hot and not this week. Oh, we can get into it now. Who's hot? Nobody. Who's not? Everybody. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Maybe I'll jump into this. Who's hot? I guess NBC. (laughs) For for putting us on TV 20 games. And who's not? Um, Chuck Fletcher for not signing fucking Travis Konechny or Ivan Provorov. Please! But, I mean, um, but yeah, let us know. We'll, we'll make some tweets about it and let us know if you guys would be interested in a football podcast because, I mean, we both really like football. We're excited for the season to start. We like football. And we would be interested in talking about this, but obviously we want to see if people actually listen. Yeah. Keep in mind, we are we are amateurs. We are not professionals at Stop any saying of that. We're well, professional. We are not professionals. So uh, any, any takes on here are strictly... Uh, Amateur, if anything. All right, but that's all. <laughs> work, work with work with us. We'll, we'll we'll grow. We'll become better. That's all. I Who got, knows? Though. We could become like sports analysts from this. All right. Looks like we're not done. So. <laughs> no, we'll be done. No. All right. Um, I really. That's that's all I got. I mean, that's all you got. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to hit, but I'm just. Uh, I would. I'll say. Remember to uh, follow us on Twitter. You can follow the podcast. At Stick Energy, capital S, capital E. Uh, you can follow me personally at Jimmy Coleman. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> what's your What's your? I think it's at. Okay, it's at Eric underscore Rayer eleven. And for anyone who doesn't know, I do indeed score my score my name, spell my name with an H, so it's E R I C H. I know it's neat. Um, but yeah, at E R I C H underscore R A Y H E R eleven one one. You'll us. find us if you follow the podcast. Yeah, honestly, well. you just, I mean, we you retweet find our us. own tweets all the time. So yeah, you just gotta we make we make ourselves feel good about ourselves. Um, but but I would I would say that I would give us each a follow because we do tweet a lot about both the Phillies and the Flyers. Jim mostly Phillies, me mostly Flyers, and it's mostly me saying, please God. Sign Travis Konechny. I'm not going to stop that until they sign him. <laughs> Honestly, when they Eric. sign when they sign him, I'm going to be really like pissed off that I don't have anything to rant about anymore because I need to feel I need to feel like I'm you. Yeah. I need to feel angry about something. <laughs> There's nothing for me to be angry about Flyers wise yet. You do movie stuff too. You talk about uh yeah. I'm a movies. big I'm a big movie guy. I haven't really jumped into that. Um, we won't go in anyway. We won't do any of that here. <laughs> could feel the dreams. Never seen it. There's going to be a. Uh, they're scheduling a baseball game in 2021 to play there. At the, at I the saw that. Thing. That's actually That's really cool. Baller. That's awesome. Um, it's going to be emotional. It's a very emotional place for a lot of baseball fans. I mean, obviously, I said I didn't see it. I've seen bits and pieces of the movie. I know the general gist of Kevin Costner saying he gets to have a he gets to have a catch with his dad. 
So he's like Mac. Beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. He's like Mac having a catch it's with like, Chase Utley. It's like the American Dream put into one movie. The the good American Dream, not the bad one. We're not a political. We're not a political podcast, but <laughs> but like what I was saying was yes, I am a movie guy. Um, we don't really get into that on here, but you know, now that this is now this is knowledge for the listeners, maybe if I'm feeling it, we'll we'll jump into something. I don't know, like I not but, right now. <laughs> yeah, we've we've been talking for a bit, and we're I'm yeah. pretty tired. I don't know about you. Yeah, me too. But uh, we gotta right. edit this still. Yeah, follow us on on Twitter. Make sure you rate and review the pod on uh, Apple Podcasts. Share around. Let everyone know. Tell your friends. Let everyone know that we are the self-proclaimed hottest Phillies and Flyers podcast out there because we might be the only one who. Oh no, there's definitely ones that cover like all the Philly sports, but we're no, the we're, only we're ones individualized that here. We <laughs> we are honing in on two very niche teams. The Philadelphia Phillies and the Philadelphia Flyers. I just sounded like I was you introducing everything. It's great. You trying to take my job? I gave you this job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, All right. We'll we'll talk at you next week. Hopefully big news next week. Hopefully good news next week. Yeah, I don't think Jim could take any more bad Phillies news or else he he looks dead inside. Eh, Noel's on the bump tonight. We'll be okay. Yeah, currently it's 0-0 at the bottom of the second, so hopefully next week we'll be able to talk about a win, but uh, you really don't know what team you're getting. <laughs> so at least with Noel we can say we're getting a team that... Why are we analyzing this right now, Eric? <laughs> oh, I'm just... We're, we're signing off here. I'm just... I'm, I'm saying... All right, you know what? Fuck you. All right, we're out. All right. (laughs) All right. Talk at you next week, guys. Have a great week. Go Phils. (laughs) Yeah, go Phils. Let's go. And go Flyers. Wild card fever, baby. Sign Konechny. Sign Provorov. Do something. Get crazy. Wild card fever. Later.